foundation of wrestling.eventbrite.com standalone wrestling it's going to be coming to norwich connecticut definitely looking forward to debuting in connecticut it's our first time up there there's a kalisto meet and greet which you get to meet him and you get a front row that's 50 there's a front row for 30 and there's also a vip white glove upgrade which is a picture in the ring with our ring announcer and one standalone roster account which is 35 so we have all different prices and then we go down to a 20 dollar ga as well so again there's something for everybody as far as the price structure goes to work with a group called vet ticks where we give free tickets away to the vets and their families connecticut will be one well if you want to laugh you know the, the person who's in that family that likes comedy stuff is going to like that if you want to see john wayne murdoch and like some hardcore spots and you're into that type of thing you're going to get that you know if you want to see women's wrestling you're going to get some of that you know so a, a great mixture of you know seven to nine matches to give a value for everybody and then to also give them something that they want to come back and see again anybody that's in the connecticut area watching this go out and support this $20 GA ticket, $30 front row ticket, and you also have VIP upgrades. Check out the website. Check out the interview. Davey Richards. I see TJ Perkins, Marco Stunt. But you also have guys like Bob Backlund who's going to be there. If you're anywhere near the Norwich area on May 21st, you're going to want to check that out. Standalone Wrestling. Some one hell of a card. Marco Stunt on the card. You have Nyla Rose, John Silver. You've got Kalisto for the meet and greet. Kalisto. If you don't think kids are going to want to see this masked wrestler, get your your tickets early get the vip package get your photo your autographs line it up and let's knock this out of the park at pistol pizza norway 50 vip 30 front row 20 general admission check them out at foundation of wrestling.eventbrite.com or check out our recent interview with chad menace and go to that pistol pete show because if we don't pack out pistol pete's the chances of him coming back to this area very low and especially look at the quality of that card you got tjp matt Matt Tremont, John Wayne Murdoch, one of the up-and-comers on IWTV. And this is going to be an IWTV pay-per-view. The Pro Wrestling Vault. 35 short stories including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the numbers 82 Designs, 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, 
Go to four82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's light years better than our first one. Also, we divide the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. Hey, everybody. It's the Working Fans Podcast. Man, they call Dave A.J. Strews Brewer. We're going to talk a little wrestling. Welcome back to the Working Fans Podcast. And we're going to talk about Dynamite. But first, I'll kick you off here a little bit. This We were just talking about something before we got started. And what's up, Producer Joe in the house? He can chime in. Speaking of producer Joe, I think it's time for us and Chevy to get together and do a new video. I look like a homeless sloth. (laughs) Joe's shaking like he's got Parkinson's. And Chevy looks like he should be selling ice cream and candy to children in the video. So I I think it's time we change that up. (laughs) Nice shirt, by the way. Duffy Rowe, the American dream, dropping them bionic elbows. Now, we are the bionic elbow of podcasting. So that's why I wore this shirt. I wanted to talk to you about oversaturation. I'll keep us on task here. A couple ADD guys trying to stay on task. We were talking about, because we always talk AEW Dynamite during the week, but we watch pretty much everything. And we always try to. It's like some weeks, this week I've managed to squeeze in NXT, Raw. Actually, I just listened to a review about Raw this week. I didn't get to watch that. I got Dynamite in. I got MLW in. And I just squeezed in a little NXT UK. And we, we can't remember shit. Yeah, but you want to talk about oversaturation. Remember, I was in the Bahamas last week with no Wi-Fi. So I got back late Monday night and I watched all of last week's wrestling, Raw, right. NXT, Dynamite. Literally, I have watched twice as much of what we normally watch already this week. And even taking notes, I can't remember which one is which from from the, it, it was bad. So much shows out there. It's too much. Yet, at the same time, I know we're both excited about the potential Freddie Prince Jr. having a promotion. So that's the funny thing is we are oversaturated, but we're excited for Freddie Prince's promotion, not because it's more wrestling, but because we know he's a passionate fan, first of all. We know he has written in the WWE, so he has the background in there, but he also wants to give benefits to the wrestlers. He wants to make them actually part of the Screen Actors Guild. So he wants to make sure they're taking care of which is something we have not done for these independent contractors in the past yeah. So it, it, we're very excited about this because of what it could be. It's funny, too. I was listening to this podcast, and he openly admits that SAG isn't even the best union. He said, but it's it's a union, and it's something great for the wrestlers. But, like, that kind of honesty, like, right away, I just, like, appreciate that right off the get-go. And he talks about, you know, he wants to start in 18 months. He actually said he could start even sooner, but he'd have to move to Australia for, like, I think, like, three months. And he doesn't want to really leave his family and stuff like that. So that's not a good idea. He said he's already had offers for like locations and stuff, but he said one of them was okay, two sucked. Like that kind of honesty. If, if my wife was Sarah Michelle Geller, I wouldn't want to leave my family either. He wants a two hour show. He wants to start at 18 months, like I said. He has money for a three-year plan with some people, I guess. And he says if after three years, it just sucks. We pack up. And he said he wants to give men and women equal time. Which I think that's really great because even with AEW, which has granted been our, like, our favorite show and stuff like that, and they've constantly improved our women's division, I think that one of the things is missing is, and of course this week might have been a poor example, <laughs> but like I do think we need more women's main events. I think we need more women's segments some weeks. 
well, and switch things up. Funny, Thunder Rosa this week on Dynamite mentioned the fact that she has, you know, elevated her game, that women's wrestling is elevated, that she's been an important part of elevating wrestling. Apparently, the only thing that has not elevated her is her ability to do a promo. <laughs> I thought she was okay. I, I I wasn't as critical this week, but there were some pauses and stuff in there, which I know you would not be a huge fan of. It'd be very no, great. she literally, it's like she's waiting for the crowd. Unfortunately, the crowd wasn't there, so okay. it just came out as dead space. Producer Joe, also talking about Freddie Prince Jr., he took a job to start funding this i think that is important to note too yeah he's actually working as a janitor at the hollywood (laughs) that's what he's doing he's gonna be protecting comedians on stage is he with any kicks in We could talk a lot about this stuff. I guess right before we get into the show, because producer John had a question too. How was it the Bahamas? I won't be talking about that. The Bahamas were great. So I actually won a silver medal. Here's a shocking thing. There was a three-point contest on the ship because they were full basketball court. 22 people, I actually took second place in the three-point contest. The only person who beat me actually is a former two-guard for the Memphis State Tigers. So Ooh. good for them. Well, he was just way out of probably. <laughs> yeah. That was what was up. It seemed fair that he was involved. <laughs> yeah. Not not bad for an old fat guy who hasn't picked up a basketball in ten years. And this is it was he has a project with Netflix. Freddie Prince Jr. That is. Oh, I'm sorry. He's working behind the scenes in Netflix. My bad. <laughs> Joe also thinks this metal sounds like a work. <laughs> yeah. I may have paid people off. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's kick it off. AEW Dynamite first match. I actually did enjoy this. Jeff Hardy versus Bobby Fish. Owen Hart tournament. Hardy gets the W. Not really shocking here. We expected that. I enjoyed the match because I enjoy watching Bobby Fish. Every time I watch Jeff Hardy wrestle, I'm a little bit afraid he's going to either break his neck or kill his opponent with the swanton now. So it it could be a two-way street where he breaks his neck and kills his opponent with the swanton. So I'm a little uncomfortable watching Jeff Hardy at this point. Bobby Fish loses. I noticed too. Adam Cole seemed particularly annoyed on commentary. Do you think that's anything to that or is he just at this point will take it as he's selling the loss i think he's just selling the loss because he was bragging the whole time that they're going to have three members of the elite all in the own heart tournament so i think it's just going to be the loss i i don't think they're going to break up o'reilly and fish at least not yet yeah i don't think so either i think he's just selling the loss you have too many singles wrestlers already in the elite are you gonna how, how you gonna just make it more singles wrestlers right after this and by the way we also had sting and darby watching the match in the crowd too as well we are building towards that darby jeff hardy match that's out of you in the first bracket i should get the bracket for this too while we're doing this that's um, actually going to be a fun match i mean obviously you got two people that literally will kill themselves in the ring yeah talk to me a little bit about the blackpool combat club this is about to be these guys are my favorite segments every week butcher blade and helico combat club goes over regal on commentary he's just awesome regal's fantastic on commentary actually the whole adam cole was good on commentary to start off the show as an extra guest then you had regal as an extra guest on commentary last week had cm punk on commentary i love these little spots where they're bringing the guys in but regal phenomenal as always i love this club i'm hoping that they're going to add other people to it i think you need one more i don't think you want to put too many people in it but they need one more piece i'm not sure who that piece is going to be but they need that one more person to really add to it in my opinion wheeler yuda uh, he's looked phenomenal 
Yes. He's definitely coming into his own. He has to continue, though, to do more of his style. He does look a little off when he tries to do more of the style of Brian Danielson and John Moxley. He has to stick with what brought him a little bit. His stuff does not look as good laid in as obviously the other two veterans. I would agree with that. Then after that excellent match and the commentary, we had Wardlow versus MJF's mystery opponent. This is where I thought things... Match of the week right here, folks. This is where I thought things went a little downhill. W. Morrissey, who's been doing all right in Impact, the former big cast, I thought it's solid. But for whatever reason, this I thought was the worst out of all Wardlow's opponents so far. I thought Wardlow, the seconds have been killing it. Wardlow still did his job, but we didn't even get the four power bombs. We got just one. Just felt like this segment was a little off. Yeah, instead of a symphony, they had a solo, so that was nice. Morrissey seemed thrown off. It's the biggest crowd I think he's been in front of since leaving the WWE, to be honest with you. Right. As much as we enjoy Impact, even at the pay-per-view, you're not talking about the same amount of people or the same environment that you have for AEW or WWE with that volume of fans. And I don't know if he was supposed to show that the Enzo chant got to him and stuff of that nature, but even the announcers were like, he's way too preoccupied with what the crowd is chanting at him and not enough with his match here focusing on Wardlow. And it came across that way. Yeah, a thousand percent. And not in a good way, not in a way where he's trying to tell a story like, oh, he's preoccupied because something's happening. No, Enzo's not coming to the AEW. Enzo's not... Yeah. There's no story here. And like I was joking around about them being match of the week. The only way they're match of the week is if there's literally no other matches this week. Backstage, well, before that, we did have MJF after Wardlow beat up all the security. That was actually kind of fun. And you know, he's been beat up the security lately, but then actually overwhelm him. But then this week, he just got rid of everybody. Wardlow manhandling people is literally the highlight of that match. But that's what Wardlow does best. And that's what people want to see. People want to see the symphony of power bombs because they want want to see him manhandling people he didn't do that morrissey had more offense than anybody else has had and he only got one power bomb in there so it was funner and i know that's not a word but it was funner to actually watch him manhandle the security and then afterwards mjf said he will give Wardlow what he wants a match but there's going to be conditions and he will tell us that next week on everybody's favorite place long island new york talk about oversaturation i don't know if you're aware of this or not smackdown tonight is from long island also so Long Island and the Nassau Coliseum is actually going to have two wrestling events within seven days of each other. Crazy. Chicago's had so many events this year, too. It's unbelievable. Long Island, though... I do look for them to still be amped up because MJF is from Long Island and so isn't Johnny Hungy, who's going to be on the show. And I think both of them are going to get raucous reactions next Wednesday. Backstage, we got Ruby Wyatt cut a promo on Britt Baker ahead of her tag match with Tony Storm against Baker and Hayter. I didn't think there's much to report. I'm kind of almost done with this. Like, let's just get to the matches. Like, this, I don't think I'm really adding anything. These bits back here. It's doing absolutely nothing. Hey, guys, we made a rule this week. They're not going to touch each other because that's what want in wrestling we want rules that keep them from touching each other each week for like 700 weeks now don't get me wrong if it's a main event storyline and you want to keep uh, let's say kenny omega and adam page from touching each other for six weeks and build anticipation absolutely you want to keep four people who nobody gives a shit about from touching each other week after week that doesn't really do much to build them up right and i would say that, i mean i think we're i'm being... not saying nobody gives a shit about right. them as performers right. i'm saying nobody gives a shit about this storyline i should be clear on that yeah right because i know we're a fan of Britt baker and tony storm all of them tony storm i like jay 
Yeah, absolutely. I think Jamie Hayter's underrated, and I think Ruby Soho spends too much time in catering. I yeah. absolutely love all four of these people, and I think they're underused. But part of that underusage is having interviews where you bore the shit out of people. I agree for the most part. Hangman Page comes out. This is just a little odd. He cuts oh. a heel promo. Talked about this now. Obviously, one of them's going to probably have a little bit of edge. I don't think he's going completely heel at that point. At the same time, though, I felt like he went a little too far with the heel turn. Like I thought he. He was talking about burning your CM Punk t-shirts and the masturbatory Bret Hart tributes and stuff that was really going to piss off this crowd. And it's like, well, you're not going completely heel, right? To me, if you're going to do this, and this is just me critiquing it and me saying, hey, what I would do, I would have him do the slow turn if you're having him turn or having him go a little bit heel. Just have him come out and go, hey, listen, this is going to be a fight. And he did that part. This is going to be a fight. This is not going to be a catch-as-catch-can wrestling style. You might be the best wrestler in the world, but I'm not coming to wrestle you. I'm coming to fight you. You could do that. Leave it at that. Have him get into it with CM Punk next week when they're both actually there. There, and you can have him do a little bit something a little bit more heelish at that point. Yes. Having him just turn flat out on the crowd. Yeah. I mean, he's literally one of your most popular wrestlers. It, it felt rushed. It felt a little bit. I felt less would have been more in this case. Maybe just one of those lines. Maybe you didn't have to tell the fans to burn it to you. Maybe make fun of the Bret Hart tribute thing just a little bit and yeah. you're not going to be ready for it. Just, and stop right there. I think that would have been perfect. I think he just... Gave us a little too much because now it's like, oh, wait, are you an actual heel? Because if so, this came out of nowhere. Yeah, so now what do you do after this match if he wins and your next contender is a heel? You're supposed to love him again, right? Yeah. To yeah, it's just... What if your next contender is MJF? Is MJF now facing another heel? But I think it's going to be CM Punk. I think CM Punk's going over. And I think it's going to be CM Punk versus MJF for the belt. Next we have Santana versus The Wizard, Chris Jericho. The Two very good wrestlers. I am actually... I like the group. Yes. I like what they've done with the actual sports entertainers, especially mm-hmm. Daniel Garcia, I'm a sports entertainer, when he's literally the purest wrestler in the group. I do enjoy that. Santana is great here, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the match was good. I just don't like the fact that they literally are getting the better of these guys every week. Right. At some point, you have to have Santana, Eddie, and Ortiz actually get some positive momentum. Otherwise, it means nothing. And yes, go out tomorrow and pick up your Fozzie. What do they sell now? CDs? Go get your Fozzie CD at your local record shop. Is Tower Records still available? So then (laughs) Jericho goes over. They continue to get the better here through underhanded tactics. And we're using, you know, we're really putting, we are bringing home a really powerful home this is a five on three advantage they constantly have the numbers which me and you have talked about me and producer joe have talked about several people that there's a reason for that this has to be leading somewhere and more if people they don't come up. if they don't come out with two other people at some point i'd be absolutely shocked let's talk about two guys who are trying to make a name for themselves and they did exactly that i'm talking about the varsity blondes they called oh, out <laughs> the house of black they gave a fiery promo and then they went out there and kicked their fucking ass well, not not only that but you really really brought through that storyline with julia hart we finally got what we were looking for we got that edge that that <laughs> extra something from this young lady so reality for those who didn't see it it was a fine promo by brian Pillman. i thought he was fired up but then basically house of black came out handled them in like two minutes and uh, first of all Pillman took the least amount of time they literally just came in beat him up and threw him out of the ring yep 
And then they backed Julia Hart in a corner, and then they gave her a chair to attack the varsity bonds. Which at this point, I'm expecting she's not going to hit him with a chair, but then she's going to do something else. But instead, they kind of like bully her more in the corner. She backs out, and nothing happens. Well, I did enjoy that she held the chair over him for what felt like a half an hour. That was nice. So then, Death Triangle comes in and makes the save. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. All right. Excited to see them. They leave. And oh, wait a minute. They didn't all leave. Julia Hart hung out for a minute. Julia Hart, that's what I was going to get at. So we're, we're getting ready for Ray Phoenix versus Dante Martin and the Owen Hart Cup qualifying. And Julia Hart hangs around, which I'm like, oh, why is she hanging around? Maybe she's going to blow the miss at Phoenix's eyes, cost him the match. Not, nope, she just eventually disappeared, I guess, because we had a good match. I just don't know why she hung around. So Dante Martin, Phoenix do what they do best. Probably one of the better matches of the week. But Phoenix goes over. No problem there. Phoenix, I think, is the more highlighted competitor. Yeah, Dante, Dante Martin's got such a bright future. I mean, yeah. he's such a young kid. Both him and Julia Hart, to be honest with you. Julia Hart, I know that that storyline sucked, but she's literally the youngest member of the roster. So I think she's got time to grow if they allow her to. Let's take a break for a second. Let's talk about this Owen Hart Cup tournament now that we have all the men involved here. I'll just get a couple quick predictions. On one side of the bracket, we have Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen and Adam Cole versus Dax Harwood. I think we're setting up Hardy versus Cole. Agree? Disagree? No, I agree with that. Okay. Other side. I think that eventually it is going to lead to something between Sting, Darby, and the Hardys also, though. Other side's a little more complicated. We got Samoa Joe versus a Joker. We don't know who that is. I think Heath Ledger goes over. Phoenix versus O'Reilly. Probably a different Joker than Heath Ledger. My bad. Is somebody going to come out the gate and beat Joe? Is it Sodom Singh, maybe? I mean, it could be. He doesn't make sense in the tournament with everybody else that's in the tournament. I would like to think that they're going to bring in someone who's actually at the level of work of everybody else in the tournament. Right. Otherwise, otherwise, this monster is just going to go through everybody, and that's the biggest disgrace you could actually do to Owen Hart. Right. I agree. Is I that- think it's going to be a debut. I agree with Backley. I saw him in the comments there. I think, debut. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a debut. I think they're going to bring in someone, and Jay Lethal, I actually, he's reading my mind over there. I think Jay Lethal is going to find a way to cost Samoa Joe. Maybe a New Japan star. Absolutely could be. Dude, look at the Cesaro. I like that idea. Absolutely. Cesaro or a New Japan star, I will say we're looking at. But yeah, Yeah. it should be interesting. All right, let's get back to this Dynamite review. We did have, like you talked about earlier, Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb segment. It set up a pretty good match that we're expecting will be a great match at the pay-per-view. I like that we're already announcing. It's going to be an awesome match. They just need to let the two of them stop talking to each other. The promo's a little off. I think Thunder Rosa has shown sides before. She could be a good promo. Serena Deeb usually knows how to just stay in her lane. You know, Thunder Rosa needs to stick with doing the fired up promos. Yes. She does a great job as the fired up almost underdog when she's coming after someone. Yeah. She's not as good thus far as a uh, promo once she's the champion. Serena Deeb's the cool thing was that black eye from getting the cane in the eye. Right. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but it freaking just nasty black eye still. And we finally, we have our main event, Deanna Perrazzo defending the Ring of Honor Women's Champion against the interim champion, Mercedes Martinez. Martinez goes is over she unifies the belts that's about all i really got to say about this this match did not click for me i love both women i just i was i I just think it wasn't built up i think this would have been better on an actual standalone ring of honor show or maybe in the middle of the show or something but i thought it was the main event and the way this was built up was it just fell 
a little flat. I don't think the audience was there. So here's the funny thing about this, and I agree with you with the buildup 100%. These women have wrestled three times before on promotions like Shine and stuff of that nature, and their matches tore down the house. They were fantastic together. They did no buildup for Deanna Parazza throughout the show showing what Deanna Parazza can do. They have done no buildup for Mercedes Martinez for the last several weeks. She came in, helped Britt Baker, and then disappeared once she got done with what she was doing with her. So there's been no buildup whatsoever of either one of these characters. And then you put them into a main event and ask the crowd to actually give a shit. How does the crowd give a shit if you haven't actually set up either one as players? Are you assuming that they're part of the 10 people that watch Impact like we are every week? Unfortunately, it's just not going to happen. I'm going to just address these comments, and I got something else for you. I appreciate it. Back away, I agree. It was a big step down from the ladder match the week before. Joe, I think you're partially right. I think more time might have been good, but I think it needed to build up, and it maybe needed to be in the middle of the show. You needed more time beforehand. More time beforehand yeah. to build it up. They should have yeah. at least had an interaction between the two of them early in the show. Yeah. If you had an interaction with the both of them having their belt earlier in the show sure. you may have had a little bit more draw Peraza was the one who should have cut the heel interview before yeah yeah absolutely Ross is a fantastic heel when you let her just rip into people she comes across as cocky but i don't think that they wanted to get Peraza over i Maybe think not. that they wanted to actually leave her as just the person from impact who happened to be holding the ring of honor title and i get that but i mean at the end of the day the, your main event fell flat too though so. Yeah, it did. Oh, absolutely. Gets me off to no point, too, because I'm fans of both of these women. I got to tell you something here, too. You'll appreciate this. I don't know the validity of this. It's from Wrestle Inc., but apparently WWE reportedly very impressed with Big Cass AEW debut. <laughs> I don't know what they were watching. <laughs> yeah, Martinez is signed with AEW, and they yeah. did want to get her over. Backley's 100% correct. Back in the comments again. Yes, yeah, yeah, but unfortunately, they haven't spent any time actually getting her over for the last couple months in their own promotion, which would have helped also with this match if people were invested in there. By the way, she is from about 10 minutes down the road from where I live, so <laughs> I love to see her actually do well. I agree. Now, I'm going to get ready. Now, I, I don't think either one of us really want to comment more about that Big Cass story. Uh, the WWE saw something in Big Cass there. Tells yeah. you all you need to know right now about the WWE. <laughs> I'm going to give you my top five of the week. It's going to be a little different this week. All right. Just, you could find five things you liked. First off, UFC 274 Saturday night. <laughs> Check it out. It looks like a great card. If anybody likes MMA, if you're thinking about watching it, this is a great card. A lot of big finishers. Wait, wait till you hear one of mine. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. talking about being a new promotion. That's number two on my list. That we agree on that. Should be very exciting. Cody Rhodes is on the Skull Crush. <laughs> Steve Austin's Skull Sessions there. I'm halfway through it right now. I've enjoyed it so far. I would say that's my number three. The Owen Hart tournament as a whole. I'm just excited about that. That's number four. And Blackpool Combat Club, once again, just because I'm still excited everything they're doing is number five. And honorary mention, because I didn't realize I had five, I will give something else out there. Viking Raiders, Creed Brothers. The Creed Brothers, I think, are some of the best stuff going on in NXT 2.0 right now. As you know, we discussed this beforehand and I agree with you 100% about the Creed Brothers. I didn't get this far. I didn't that back away. Cody Rhodes saying his favorite band is Our Lady of Peace and Austin going who? <laughs> 
That's fantastic. That is awesome. So one of my highlights this week, other than the Viking Raiders finally actually being allowed to be themselves and being more of the NXT product against Creed Brothers was fantastic. So that's in my top five. I also have Cody Rhodes, but my Cody Rhodes actually is a clip that Dave sent me, clip of Cody Rhodes doing an interview where he told a story about Randy Orton ripping a urinal off a wall when they were younger and Cody going, I'm not sure I'm ready to be a pro wrestler because I don't think I can do that. That was a good story. That was a highlight of the week. So that tells you how good the wrestling was this week. Another (laughs) one for me is the fact that Mike Jackson, yes, that Mike Jackson, the one who's about 75 years old and still wrestling, is actually making his New York City debut coming up for him to be able to do that after being a journeyman in this business for 50 years and to still be performing at the level he is. That's a highlight for me because this guy deserves He still walks the ropes, by the way. He does. He still walks the ropes. He's 75 years old. Absolutely incredible. Now, another highlight this week for me, I will also agree with Dave. I love the Blackpool Combat Club. I think they're fantastic. It's my style. I love that they tear into people. I think that that's fantastic. So that's going to be number four for me. And then number five for me this week is hopefully something that happened tonight because the rest of the week was drizzling shits. I also do want to, since back we had mentioned Jay White returning to New Japan Pro Wrestling, also Juice Robinson turning heel and joining the Bullet Club this week and t- attacking Tanahashi. That was kind of cool. So yeah. not enough love to New Japan. Overall, I didn't think a really eventful week other than maybe some non-wrestling stuff or stuff maybe not in the ring, but we'll I see. I should have watched New Japan this week with all that other stuff I had to catch up on. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to actually get there yet, and, well, and I'm a little that- sad. That Combat Club promo video with William Regal talking on the road to, if you haven't seen it yet, AJ, I'd recommend it. Really good stuff. Regal's just fantastic. I can't say enough good things about him. And yeah, a real highlight for me, Daniel Nielsen, Moxley. Daniel is going to be really good. A lot of exciting stuff going on. The Forbidden Door coming up in June, I'm excited about. So we'll see. There's a lot of good stuff on the horizon. I'm excited about this. I think it's in September, but this WWE event going to be back to the UK for a pay-per-view. You know, it gives me hope that, you know, like that could be interesting and fun. There's so many good possibilities still. I just don't think that this was a good week, to be honest with you. And like we talked about earlier, I think it was the oversaturation. And I think they'd be better off if they cut Raw down to about 45 minutes and got rid of I I agree. I think maybe if we just, I'd wish we had three top promotions right now. And all of them were given maybe like, I wouldn't complain if it was an hour show. One of my favorite shows every week is Rampage. And the reason why is because it's an hour. So they got to get down to the nitty gritty. If all promotions had a time limit where you have to now fit it into an hour, hey, bring your best product. How much Absolutely. better would wrestling be? Absolutely. There wouldn't be as many people with jobs, but, you know, yeah. you know audience point of view. Yeah. You'd be a big fan. Or maybe you just wouldn't see everybody as much every week. Was Maybe that's not a there bad thing. There be plenty of jobs because there would still be plenty of places to work. If anything, it might cause for there to be another promotion faster, to be yeah. honest with you. And everything would be a lot more competitive. And I just think that it would be better for the fans by far. All right, guys. That's going to do it for this week. This is the Working Fans Podcast. And thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys at the matches. All right. So that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, 
Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 